Let's get nuts. Hello, children. Is everything working? Come on, don't lag on me. No. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Wednesday hump day. Let's get to humping. Uh, let's see. It is March 1st. That's right. No more February. Just blew right by. Here we are in March. How's it going, guys? Good to see you. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And then, of course, uh, if you want to become a member, become a member. Because after this, we'll do a members-only stream. You can pick my brain a little bit about certain things so do that do that do that who we got out of here huh how we going hello okay let's see we got uh, ryan Ho- hope this is true i think a lot of people think that huh right what's going on saggy good to see you good to see you hey Sika's in the house good to see you buddy always good to see you please don't give me hope I'm trying, well, I'm trying not to, but, you know, what can he do when things are just coming about? Hard not to. Oh, uh, hey, Dave, let me clarify from last night. The Shazam trailer has shots of Ezra, Moa, Batflix, so if Batflick's gone and Cavill is with him, Shazam's kind of connected with... Ask David Sandberg. You're, wa- you're asking the wrong Dave, Eric. You're asking the wrong Dave. <laughs> I don't know the logistics of all that. And last night, you mean two nights ago. All right, what's going on for you, Jason? Good to see you. We got J.D. McRae right here. Okay, and we got Mr. McKenzie also. Hoy hoy. Why is it showing that line? I don't know. What's going on there, Mark? Good to see you. Oh, hi, Mark. Hello, darling. We got Miss Nighthawk here. Good to see you, Steph, as always. And we got the other Stephanie is here as well. Cool. All right. We got uh, Nicolay, Mr. Uh, Vega right here. We got Claytalian. We got Nick, Victory Fury right there. That's right. Good to see you. We got Carlos also here as well. Collector of Worlds, good to see you. All right. Anybody else? I think that's pretty much it right there. But yes, guys. Oh, oh, oh. We got Snake. We got Snake. Call me Snake. Call me Snake. Aren't they doing, like, a remake of uh, Escape from New York or something like that? Some kind of dumb stuff? I don't know. I don't know, like, you know, sometimes remakes. I just don't know. I just don't know when it comes to that. Anyways, guys, again, make sure you smash that like thumbs up and also subscribe to the channel. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, this little rumor, which we already... It's, it's not really a rumor. Well, I mean, we, we all there's always been suspicion when it comes to Ben Affleck and the new DCU. But uh, there's an article that came out that was kind of like, okay, well, some some things might be in motion. Who knows? And, you know, it made me think of some things. And then, of course, uh, it is Zack Snyder's birthday today. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll talk about Creed 3 that's coming out this week, coming out tomorrow. I already got my tickets. Going to go see it, looking forward to it, and we'll talk about the reviews and box office projections, and then, of course, Mandalorian Season 3 premiere happened today as well, and I watched it, so let's talk about that. All right. All right, so uh, let's get to the tweets already, huh? Let's get to these tweets. All right. All right, and we're going to start off because, you know, we do have a DC movie that's coming out. This month, this month's going to be pretty crazy when it comes to movies. And uh, you know what? I am going to be seeing Shazam Fury of the Gods, of course. So uh, we got this right here. And, uh, you know, David F. Sandberg, he's pretty, uh, he's pretty, he's vocal on the sock meds on the uh, Twitter. And uh, he said this right here. And it was kind of like, okay, yes, this is why I love this guy. I just do. I love this guy. He's a great filmmaker. Seems like a down-to-earth dude, funny dude. And uh, he said this right here because somebody said, hey, David, I don't feel like watching the movie because of the drama happening around DC Studios. I love this because people would not actually say this to these people's faces. You hide behind a screen and a keyboard and an avatar. Guess what? People are just like, they just say all kinds of shit. So uh, he said that, and he said, it is just killing the vibe for the film. There is a lot of uncertainty about DC's future. Just give us an answer whether Shazam will have a role in the future or not. Again, I'm like, 
you would not say this to his face. You would not. You would not say this to his face. But this is what Sandberg had to say right here. He said, he definitely won't if people don't go see the movie. But I've been told, uh, from what I've been told, that there's nothing in the Shazam films that contradict the future plans for DC. Even uh, James Gunn said that. So the possibility for more Shazam is there. And if that's what you want, your best bet is to go see the film. To which I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to go see the film. I'm going to see the film. Why not? But yeah, it's just like I, the way that people just like do that and they tag these people. You know, it's a lot easier to, easier to do that when you're hiding behind a keyboard and a screen, man, I tell you. And then we got Phil Cho right here. Here's his, uh, not his latest entry, but one of his entries when it comes to the remaining Batsuit that we saw on the Flash TV spot. So he did this one right here. It says an Arctic Batsuit. He said, perhaps, just an approximation, I could have interpreted it wrong. So he actually made it where it was like an Arctic suit. So he made it white. Looks pretty cool. I like it, but I think it was more, you know, it was different. It was a little bit, it wasn't, it wasn't white like that, but I do like the interpretation. He also does another version, which we'll see. We'll see in a little bit. Super Mario Brothers movie apparently is going to be releasing uh, two days earlier. I think they're going to do that whole, what, Wednesday release or whatever the hell. So I get to see it a couple days beforehand. That's pretty cool. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, then, of course, we have a new Scream poster. This is a pretty cool poster. I like this. I do like the posters. I just, I'm so tired of the franchise. That's all. Just tired of the franchise. But the posters are cool, and I know another, it, it is coming up with something fresh, a fresh idea. It's like, wow, finally, it took six Scream movies to get it out of the town that it's normally in, and now it's in New York City. I mean, that's the only way you were going to have to do that, for sure. Uh, Michael B. Jordan did talk about uh, I Am Legend 2. He said, I know there's a long road until we get on set and start filming. Who knows if it's actually going to come to fruition? We hope it does. Because I'm curious. I actually am curious about all that. I am very curious. And then, my God, this man's a saint. The man is a saint. Why do we love Dave Grohl, number 10,291 is because of stuff like this. Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters volunteered with the Hope Mission in L.A. and cooked barbecue for 16 hours, serving just about 500 meals to the homeless, as well as paid all expenses to make it possible. You got to love stories like this, man. I tell you what. Man's a saint. Man's an absolute saint. 16 freaking hours. Well, the guy's got energy. If you've ever been to a Foo Fighters concert or just watched a Foo Fighters performance, the man has a ton of energy. So 16 hours, totally could see that. But yeah, so there he was right there. And apparently, you know, you know what he also, he did this too when the fires were happening in SoCal. When the fires were happening in SoCal a few years ago, he also did the same thing and he cooked, he cooked, he brought out his smoker and barbecue, whatever the hell, and cooked for all the firefighters that were fighting the fires in the hills. So the guy's just a saint. Guy's just an absolute saint, man. Yes. There you go. Long as I'm the other hero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so just doing all that. The guy's just awesome. So awesome. That's why you love the guy. That's why you love the guy right there. All right. And then uh, breaking, I guess, uh, Mr. Karan Sony, who, uh, Sony, 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 uh, who, of course, was Pinter in uh, Deadpool. He is actually going to be playing Spider-Man India, or he's going to be voicing in Across the Spider-Verse. So that's going to be interesting. I already saw that. All right, let's see. Continue, continue. This is pretty funny right here. Anybody who's seen uh, anybody who's seen Predator, we all know how the ending goes. But this is pretty funny right here. I thought this. I made it made me laugh. <laughs> Copyright. All right. Um, I just thought that was funny because <laughs> they edited so perfectly. They just edited it so perfectly like that. I mean, come on. That was good. That was good. Made me chuckle. Internet, internet, another victory right there for sure. Got to love that. And then look at this, Colin Farrell. He's showing up in New York, New York City to um, start shooting the Penguin. 
Started shooting the penguin series right there, so paparazzi caught him right there. You know, showing up looking comfortable because obviously he's got to put all the he's got to put on all the prosthetics and the fat suit and all that stuff to do penguin. But he's looking forward to it at least. That's what he said. So that's good. Um, some trouble on Dune: The Sisterhood. You know, we're supposed to be getting a tie-in series for uh, Denis Villeneuve's uh, Dune. Supposed to be doing a, an HBO Max miniseries or a tie-in series. It's called Dune the Sisterhood. Of course, that's part of the Dune world. And uh, I guess uh, Joanne Rennick left Dune the Sisterhood as the auteur approach did not jibe with HBO Max's vision for the series and was a departure from the look of Denis Villeneuve's Dune. It is unclear whether any of the footage he filmed will be used in the series. Uh-oh, so trouble on the set. Very much looking forward to uh, the follow-up to Dune. I really enjoyed the first one, so. Very, very much so. So that's not good. That's not good. We got an IMAX poster for uh, John Wick Chapter 4. Looks pretty sweet. And then, yes, this month is definitely all about Shazam! Fury of the Gods. So we got today, there was actually some press interviews, which, uh, you know, there was, uh, I saw a couple of them and then, you know, nothing like too crazy that was talked about when it comes to all this stuff. And then of course, uh, you got the third has Italian fan screening, Italy fan screening, I should say on the seventh UK special screening. And then also on the seventh social media reviews at 4 PM Eastern standard time. So next week we'll be seeing the Shazam 2 social media reviews. Going to be interesting because they already screened it last weekend. Last weekend for critics, critics got to see Shazam. And I saw a couple people hint that, oh my God, yep, yeah, just saw that. Can't say anything, but they gave little hints that they enjoyed it. I don't know. I just would not be surprised if this movie gets a high rating. It's David F. Sandberg, the first one. Did, I'm pretty sure. I really enjoyed the first one. A lot of people have enjoyed the first one. I'm hoping then that's going to be the case. And maybe we'll get some good word of mouth because this movie definitely does need help. And then, of course, March 14th is the L.A. world premiere. And then the worldwide release, of course, on March 17th. Kudos, kudos. Oh, yeah, guys, that's right. Oh, yeah, we got some new Metallica today. Oh, we did. We did. He still shouts for what is yearning. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Just having a moment there. I've had that riff in my head like all freaking day, man. Jeez. It's good. So good. And I get, and we get to see them in August. August, yay! That's right. More Metallica, more Metallica. Gotta love it. Uh, and then, of course, yes, uh, Mr. Nicotino. He posted today because it's Zach's birthday. The time that he got to, you know, meet Zack Snyder. Look at that. Look at that. That was like uh, a little over two years ago right there. Look at that. I had COVID. Again, I had COVID right there. I had COVID at the time. But yeah, that was a fun night for sure. But uh, man, my wall really has, you know, a lot more on the wall now. That's for damn sure. But uh, yeah, I had COVID at that time. So good stuff. Damn good stuff. And then we got a poster for Disney's Haunted Mansion right here. Starring Owen Wilson. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm in a haunted mansion. Wow. Uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, like a Stanfield, Winona Ryder, and Jared Leto. I'm guessing Jared Leto is going to be a a ghost. But uh, poster looks pretty cool. We'll see what happens. Remember the uh, Haunted Mansion movie that came out years, years ago with Eddie Murphy? Was not that great. I remember I always loved, I always loved the Haunted Mansion movie. Not movie, but the uh, the ride at uh, Disneyland. It was always a fun ride. Definitely good. What's going on, Draga? Good to see you. Uh, and then, look, David Ayer talking a little bit more about the Ayer cut. 
because somebody asked right here it said uh, I don't think your movies I don't think your movies suck but I don't think your cut is necessarily better nor is that why I want to see it the principle is that you were forced into deviating from your vision by the way did Jeff Johns threaten your career Ooh, so that's what somebody asked. And he said right here, the deviation happened after photography. My film was rewritten, reshot, and re-edited to make it like Deadpool. My cut is vastly better. Sorry, not sorry. I love all the little emojis that he puts right there, too. So, yeah. David Ayer, still pushing it out there. Pushing it out there. That, uh, yeah, well, I love the fact that he totally ignored the Jeff Johns thing because, yes, he's in fact mentioned it before that Jeff Johns is one of the ones that did rewrite his script. And then, of course, was in charge of things to help, you know, to obviously run the whole thing where when it came to reshooting it and probably re-editing it. So they wanted it to try to be like Deadpool and probably like Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Ridiculous. Release the freaking air cut. God dang it. Anyways, okay. Uh, this also made me laugh right here. Imagine, ima- <laughs> this made me laugh a lot. I actually cracked up. Okay, so we all know the BG staying alive, right? Uh, imagine like the the music video. I love it. Again, the internet wins. Imagine the the music video without the actual music and just them singing and doing like the whole music video. It's hilarious. This is hilarious. so stupid. <laughs> Just a bunch of noises. <laughs> it's hilarious. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on. The internet wins. The internet wins. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. Come on. You got to love that stuff. You know, they, when they do stuff like that, like I remember like if any Friends fans were out there, try to look up uh, um, the, when they removed the laugh track from Friends. There's like an episode of Friends where Ross is like trying to get back at Rachel and Phoebe and he's acting like a psycho. If you remove the laugh track, it sounds like he's just losing his mind and is a complete psycho. It's so hilarious. It's hilarious. All right, Phil Cho right here. So now he went, all right, let's call it the desert suit, which I called it the nightmare Keaton suit. And that looks a little bit more, you know, when it comes to the colors and everything that we saw right there, that looks a little bit more legit. So I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Fear Jason putting Zach's face on Superman right there. Look at that. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Talk more about all that stuff. We got some art right here of Christian Bale's Dark Knight from Tony Santiago. Yep. And then speaking of Ben Affleck, that's right. We got the first look. Uh, uh, I forgot that he's doing a movie for Robert Rodriguez, which I'm looking forward to, a crime thriller called Hypnotic that's going to be showing up at South by Southwest. But we got our first look at uh, what he looks like in the movie right there. He's looking for his daughter, something with his daughter. It's going to be interesting. Robert Rodriguez, I mean, obviously when you um, you think about Robert Rodriguez, you think like action, crazy action. Obviously, uh, my first introduction to Robert Rodriguez was Desperado with Antonio Banderas, which I love that movie still to this day, and I love the El Mariachi trilogy as well. But uh, yeah, so there's a first look at him. Looking good, looking good, Ben. It's a busy year. He's got a busy year coming out. And then um, uh, Michael B. Jordan got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And he had, of course, uh, Jonathan Majors and uh, and then, of course, Ryan Coogler right there with him. So that's pretty cool. So that was all done today. So good on Michael B. Jordan. And then Mr. Brian, Mr. Brian Kelly, if you're out there, you're welcome, sir. Um, I did a giveaway and I'm going to do another giveaway probably for the members. So maybe we'll do that uh, post uh, post show stream. But for the Patreon, I decided to like anybody who wanted to get a pair of these. I got sent by Reebok a pair of these uh, Superman sneakers. I've shown you guys them before. So when it came to the Patreon, I said, whoever wants them, put your name underneath the comment section. And then I wrote names on, you know, little pieces of paper, shook it up in a hat and drew the name and Brian won. So and then, of course, he got uh, he got them delivered today. So there you go. Look at that. Got a pair of the Shaq 
Man of Steel Reebok shoes. They're pretty, they're quite comfy. They are quite comfy. And I like the way they look. I do like the way they look. I'm not going to lie. Star Trek Four is still searching for a director, but J.J. Abrams thinks it'll be worth the wait. Like we've been waiting for Dark Knights, or not Dark Knight, uh, Dark uh, Justice League Dark and all the other shit. J.J., what are you doing, man? It's the first time since the original reboot that we have a story that feels as compelling as the first one. All right. When is it going to happen? I don't know. J.J., get on it, man. Get on it. What have you been doing? Could use some J.J. stuff. I like you, J.J., but, man, some of the stuff I'm just kind of like going, let's take it so long. Let's take it so long for a lot of things that you're working on. I don't know. About time. I know. I want another one. I still want to see Tarantino's Star Trek, though. I don't know about anybody else, but we all know that Tarantino, you know, pitch Star Trek. I'm not going to bust out my Tarantino impression. It came very close. I kind of did. I kind of did. But hey, what could he do? That's just what I do. Anyways, okay. Let's talk about good old Benny F. Benny Affleck. All right, so we've talked about this before because we heard that, uh, well, even James Gunn himself has mentioned that he had conversations with Ben Affleck, said that when it came to the DCU, that Henry Cavill's Superman and Ben Affleck's Batman were not going to be part of the new DCU, but uh, but other people that were involved with that, excuse me, um, that, uh, you know, Gal Gadot, J- Jason Momoa, uh, Ezra Miller, I mean, at least they're, at, as of right now, they seem to be part of it it's all kind of confusing at the moment but you know it's just the way that it is right now but we all kind of uh, heard about that and then we heard little whispers about oh he might be directing one of the new projects and I even reached out talked to you know my friend whatever whatever and apparently it was like legit it yes Ben Affleck it was in fact talking with Peter Safran and James Gunn, and then it was just very much up in the air what he'd want, and a lot of people were kind of just ultimately just assuming that he would do Batman Brave and the Bold because he played Batman, he loves Batman, why wouldn't he do that? And it makes it made sense. But there was like always like a, a slim chance that what if he ended up doing Superman Legacy? What if he ended up doing The Authority? What if he ended up just doing something like crazy? Well, what if he ended up being like the showrunner and maybe part-time director of the Lanterns show. I don't know. There's always that thing. But now we have something new that came out when it comes to Brave and Bold and Ben Affleck. And this is what came out because, like, not too long ago. And I, I again, I don't really like the guy because he's kind of a he's kind of a douche. But hey, what can he do? But yeah, Jeff Schneider, Jeff Schneider. Um, you know, we all remember his little meltdown that he had a few years ago, right, on Twitter. That's the reason why he blocked me, because <laughs> I made fun of it. All right, so, but he did tweet out, it was just like probably like a week or two weeks ago or something like that. Uh, he was basically saying that, uh, yeah, that, that something, because he works for this website that's called Above the Line, and um, I don't know exactly, I never really, really even heard of it, but he was basically saying that a colleague was submitting an article about Ben Affleck, that it was kind of like, oh, this it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy, but this is the article right here when it comes to it. So it says right here, why Ben Affleck must wipe his hands clean of the DCU if he truly wants to return to the glory days of Argo. Okay. Interesting. So it basically just gives a bunch of little pointers right here talking about, you know, obviously when he did Argo, he won his, he didn't get nominated for best director, but the, but Argo won best picture, which is always very strange to me when you have a movie that that gets nominated for best picture wins but the director wasn't nominated for best director it was almost i don't know just doesn't even know but uh you know it just gives a lot of pointers about ben affleck and you know his uh his venture on being a uh filmmaker and even talks about air air and everything and just being behind the camera and getting behind the camera again when it comes to air which i'm looking forward to that movie and uh, even apparently, like when it came to even that, too, they even were talking about, um, well, it says right here, it's a feeling that Affleck set himself to share as uh, your own, uh, your very own Jeff Schneider 
reported on an episode of uh, the Hot Mike podcast, Schneider said that air has been finished since November and that Affleck was so high on the film that he pushed for Amazon to release the film in theaters in December to give it a last minute Oscar push, sensing a weak best picture field. I don't know if that's pretty weak. If you think about it there, Ben, pretty, uh, pretty strong. Amazon vetoed. As the studio was planning to robust theatrical release, given its high commercial hopes for air, hopes that it didn't want to uh, see dashed by December release of box office juggernaut Avatar The Way of the Water, which would surely have eaten it alive. Smart. That's actually pretty smart. I've heard good things about air, and I would love to see Affleck making more movies like it, so I'm Nervous when, I rem- when I'm reminded that the fact that he has already sat down with DC Studios' dynamic duo, James Gunn and Peter Saffron, to discuss the possibility of directing a project for them. There have been plenty of murmurs and whispers about what said project might be, but the rumor I've heard was that Affleck was planning to direct The Brave and the Bold. What? Oh, boy. So now in the article, it's now adding to what we already kind of were suspecting or rumored or whatever the hell. So there you go. So what's interesting, though, what made me think about it, though, guys, this is what I this is the thoughts that I was having when it came to all this. OK, this is what I was thinking about it. Um, OK, so obviously we know that Ben Affleck loves Batman. Okay. He's expressed it many, many times. I'm remind, I always remind people that uh, one of the reasons why he... I mean, he's tried to get Batman before, obviously, when it came to Nolan's Batman. I think he's tried a, a couple of times to try to get Batman, and he finally did it, even though he thought that he wasn't going to get it, or even tried it, like, you know, when because he's older, he was in his 40s, and then Ben Affleck was like... Or not Ben Affleck, but Zack Snyder was like, no, no, I want an older Batman. I want more of a Dark Knight Returns Batman, so... Perfect, you know. We want a Josh Brolin, but we're going to get you instead. No, but I mean, that is true. But but then there was like a, um, I remember reading that the reason why he went for Daredevil was like, well, this could be the closest to Batman that I can get. Because, you know, Daredevil has similar, you know, there's some similarities right there. I mean, obviously, Batman doesn't have a heightened sense of everything else and blind. But I mean, you would almost think that, man. Man, you know, what a missed opportunity when they were coming up with Batman if he was just blind as a bat. I don't know. I'm just saying. But, yeah, there was that. And then, of course, like uh, he bought Kevin Smith's house that had almost like a secret entrance, a secret almost not really a bat cave, but he had a bookcase, secret interest entrance. It was like more of like a panic room. And that he, and he absolutely loved that because it reminded of, uh, you know, being Batman right there. So anyways, um so there was that whole thing. So he's always been a part of it. And uh, naturally, we we're going to see him direct his own Batman movie that we got little, little things, little, you know, over after a bit, we got little mentions. I think Ben mentioned some things when it came to his Batman script. Joe Manganiello really mentioned a lot of things when it came to story points. Like there was going to be a like a second act craziness where Batman and Batgirl take on Deathstroke and basically going to get wiped out. It was going to almost be like a horror movie. It was going to be like David Fincher's The Game. Like he was just going to off people that were in Bruce Wayne's life. It's going to be pretty dark. It's going to be pretty dark. We we're all looking forward to it and everything. And I was just like, you know, it sucked that it that when it came to everything, obviously we, we're all, it's all about Ben's health first off. You know, as much as we would want to see that and have him star direct produce right i mean that's a lot that's a lot for a batman film i mean i i even thought like wow he is when it was announced that he was going to direct it i mean i i I remember immediately thinking like well that's going to be quite a task because imagine being in that heavy like 30 pound bat suit and then you have to go cut and then walk walk back and then look and look and you know make sure the shot was good or something like that quite taxing but now I'm just kind of thinking, like, we don't really know much. The only thing that we know about Brave and the Bold is the fact that, yes, there is Damien 
Wayne, and it's going to be a father-son kind of thing, but we don't know anything else when it comes to that. We know it's an established Batman, and we're going to already have, you know, the Damian Wayne Robins, so of course there's going to be previous Robins, and then who knows if they even mention how, how many Robins they mention when it comes to previous, because you just never know when it comes to movies and translating things to movies. But then it's just kind of like, all right, but wait a minute, wait a minute. remember Son of the Batman? Remember Son of the Batman? Um, League of Assassins? Deathstroke? What if there's something I'm wondering? Obviously, James Gunn and Peter Saffron have read Ben Affleck's Batman script. What if they liked certain things about it and they thought, hey, if we could take some of this, some of the story that you have right here and just kind of convert it? We obviously, we know that there was a Batgirl presence. So how do we not know? How do we... What if there was a Damien presence in Ben Affleck's script? We don't know. We just don't know that. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. Or maybe they can change things where if it was going to have any other kind of Robin or if there was a Batgirl presence, maybe they can like convert that and change it a little bit where there's something that's going to be right there. I don't know. And not too long ago, I think it was like over the weekend, even James Gunn kind of teased Deathstroke. He's teased Deathstroke a couple of times. But uh, he um, he tweeted something out. Let me pull it up right here. He's also tweeted some other things out today, too, that we'll look at. But he also teased some Deathstroke, which we all kind of assumed it was going to happen. I mean, Deathstroke was almost in the Suicide Squad. But uh, let me see. Find it. Find it. Scrolling. Scrolling. Here it is right here. So this was, what, on the 25th? So this was a few days ago. He tweeted this, okay? He tweeted this. He said he put the the crown, and uh, he quote tweeted uh, an old tweet from Marv Wolfman, of course, one of the creators, or the creator of Deathstroke, saying, hi, this is Marv Wolfman. So there was that whole notion. I'm just kind of going, okay, what better way to introduce Deathstroke than in the new Batman movie? Hmm, interesting. Okay, so, and then, of course... um, Apparently, when it came to this report that that's that that came out, we have some interesting. Uh, so we have one take news that tweeted this out, and then James Gunn actually was responding to some things because you know fans are fans. So somebody said, "Didn't Gunn say in a previous interview that Affleck's not directing Brave and the Bold?" I get that Gunn is uh, something of a professional liar, but still. You got to love that. He's a, he's a professional liar. Okay. Um, and then James Gunn decided, and, and again, James, pick your battles. Pick your battles. You, you should really pick your battles. And uh, he said, for years, I've been, uh, I, it's been my commitment to the fans that I will never lie to them, and I never have. Well, I'm sure you fluff some things, though, James. You know what I mean? Come on. I mean, anyways, I'd be uh, very curious about what, it is you think I've lied about. And then he said, not wanting to run DC and not wanting to make a Superman film for starters. For starters, what the hell else was there? Which James replied, neither of those were lies. I was offered Superman, but did squad instead. A few years later, I saw how to tackle Superman and took it on. I didn't want to be the sole CEO of DC. But when they came and offered it to me and Peter... I said yes, because I could focus on the creative side. Again, I've never once lied to the fans, and never will. That doesn't mean I'm never going to change my mind about anything. Good job, James. I mean, that's one way to do it, but pick your battles. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. You need a comment on this guy. You know, this is some guy that uh, has, you know... A little following. He's got I Stand With Vic, which I'm guessing that means Stand With Ray Fisher. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I you got to pick your battles for sure. But that was just something that uh, when it came to this whole report right here is James Gunn just kind of just going like, okay, well, this is what it is. I didn't lie. I don't lie. It's like, yeah, but you're going to fluff a little bit. You're going to fluff. I'm not saying he's flat out just saying straight out lies. Some people, I mean, again, Gun derangement syndrome is an actual thing that I've noticed 100%. And the fact of the matter is, is like people think that everything that he tweets is just a flat out lie, which 
is ridiculous. It's like, can you put your bias aside? I mean, this is the kind of shit that we dealt with when it came to Snyder, when it came to all this stuff. It's like everybody just wants to take their side on everything. And if you absolutely hate Gunn, guess what? You're just going to think he's lying about everything. So, but, you know, I guess good on James Gunn to, uh, to respond. But at the same time, it's like he didn't debunk didn't notice how he didn't talk. He didn't do anything about debunking or anything when it came to the whole Ben Affleck report. You know, he responded to somebody responding, calling him a liar. It's like, okay, so he totally, totally didn't even respond to the report of this rumor. So that just kind of makes you go, huh, all right, maybe this rumor, you know, maybe things are true about this. Maybe things are true about this. And to be honest, I hope it is. Because then we can get that Ben Affleck-directed Batman movie, and I would only hope that there are elements from Ben Affleck's script that could be incorporated into this script, and then maybe things could get even better. I don't know if he's gonna. Have, there's going to be another writer on it. That hasn't been announced, but I think that would be kind of cool. I think that would be pretty sweet. But God for fucking... Oh, please, though. Do not cast a 20 fucking three-year-old Damien. Please make him 12, 13, something like that. Please do that. Please do that. How old is how old is Ben Affleck's son? Hmm, that'd be interesting. No, but uh, I'm just saying, at least uh, don't cast, don't, don't do the whole, I mean, as much as I, I like Chris O'Donnell as uh, Robin in Batman Forever, but just imagine if the, it was a kid and not, you know, a 25-year-old dude with an earring and fucking sideburns. That's just saying. They're not going to keep Batfleck. They're not going to keep Batfleck again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben's son is 11 years old. Hmm. That'd be pretty crazy. Um, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, Ben's not going to... Ben's not going to, especially now that he's 50, he's not going to do, he's not going to, they're not going to, he's not going to be Batman in this movie for sure. I mean, obviously in something else, because again, how taxing that would be, that would be taxing on anybody, even a young freaking 25 year old or 30 year old. That'd be so taxing to be in a heavy bat suit, in a hot bat suit, because most of the time you're just like, you want to sit back and just try to like cool off in between takes. If you're the director too, that's going to be a hard job. Okay, so if he could just be the director, awesome. Maybe he could be um, a character in it. I don't know who it would be, but maybe he could just show up, have a little cameo in it. That'd be pretty sweet. But, yeah. But I hope this happens, and I hope they pull things out of his script, maybe combine it with this. Let's get some Deathstroke in there, because son of the Batman, son of Batman, if we remember that, I remember watching that uh, almost a decade ago. I mean, obviously, you got League of Assassins are going to be involved with this. You might as well have some Deathstroke involved with this. And then we got James Gunn that was teasing that a little bit. So why not? That's all I'm saying is why not? We'll see, though. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, that article right there that talked about wiping away that, yeah, it's like maybe that should be the case. But if you can get a... All of a sudden, we just get like this grand batman movie that'd be pretty sweet happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear Zack snyder happy birthday to you there we go time to look for that thank you thank you Yes, it is Zack Snyder's birthday today, March 1st. Um, I think, what, is he 56, 57? Um, I was kind of hoping, like, oh, is he going to drop something? Is he going to announce something? Something going to happen? Not quite there. Because, I mean, I I remember back in, what, 2019, was it? Uh, I know some some people people were talking about that, too, when uh, he announced SnyderCon, the first SnyderCon, on his birthday. And that got all announced, so I was like, oh, 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 are we going to get something? Are we going to get something? SnyderCon 2? SnyderCon 2? Huh? Huh? Uh, that's probably going to be happening soon. But yes, happy birthday to Zack Snyder. Obviously, um, today a lot of people were, you know, posting all kinds of stuff and uh, saying, wishing him happy birthday. I don't think he really, you know, um, I haven't really checked my Vero or anything like that. 
He's closing on 69. I think he's like 57, 58, 57, something like that. I don't know. But, uh, you know, a lot of people were uh, showing some love to Zach today. It's his birthday today. Yeah, his birthday, 58. There you go. Yeah, something like that. I think, or I'm not sure. Somebody look it up. Come on. I'm like trying to remember. I'm like, is it 55? He doesn't look it. Whatever age he is, he doesn't look it. You know, 57. Exactly. There you go, Stephanie T. Yeah, exactly. But uh, some people, you know, even actors were talking about it today. Like Jeffrey Dean. Jeffrey Dean. Happy birthday to this dude, Zack Snyder, one of the coolest. Oh, man, look at that. That's a good picture right there. Zack and Jeffrey Dean. You got people talking about, remember the announcement? The announcement of uh, the Snyder Cut right here. I still remember I was in my car watching this whole thing, and it was pretty crazy, absolutely crazy. Even the El Rey Network, even the El Rey Network wished him a happy birthday, so that was pretty cool. And then uh, we got Cat right here wishing uh, him a happy birthday as well, showing some various shots right there. And we got Flash Film News. I always like this gif right here where he slaps Ezra's hand, and they have like a little joke right there. You could tell they had a fun time on the set. So them wishing that. We got Aaron Bailey. We got all kinds of people. Even Wonder Meg right here wishing everybody happy. Hey, look at we got Mr. Draga right there and uh, the awesome Zack Snyder art that you uh, teased on here. So that's pretty cool. So a lot of people wishing him happy birthday. And then this video right here that had a bunch of people wishing him a happy birthday as well. People you've seen on the stream and everything. Look at this cake. Look at this freaking cake. Look at that. It looks, look at the texture. The texture. I'm like, holy crap. That's insane. Pretty insane. So, yeah, but everybody wishing them a happy birthday. It's cool stuff. Good to see all that. And of course, he makes time for his fans. Always good. So, yeah, just people just showing their love, showing the love for Mr. Zack Snyder right there. So. There we go. So happy birthday to uh, Zach right there. Why don't you ask Zach how old he is? Oh, you can just ask Google. Trust me, Google would be like this. I why why would I ask Zach? <laughs> no, Google would be just like that. Just like that. As opposed to uh, me sending him a message. I did wish him a happy birthday though. So we'll see what happens, and hopefully we'll get him back on soon for the Vodka stream. And then we'll see what happens with other things, other things that hopefully will be coming up soon. Creed, Creed 3. Come on, Creed. All right, so who's seeing Creed 3 this week? Anyone? Let me know if you're seeing Creed 3 this weekend. But uh, right now, I mean, it's, uh, it is a critic darling right now. That's for damn sure. And if you guys want to see where it currently sits on the Devil Fruit site, it is 91% certified fresh. Sweet. 103 reviews. Stepping out of Rocky Balboa's iconic shadow, at last, the Creed franchise reasserts its champion status thanks to star Michael B. Jordan, punchy, Michael B. Jordan's punchy direction and nuanced heel turned by Jonathan Majors. I'm telling you, Jonathan Majors is a star now. He's a star. So a lot of people giving a lot of praise to... Uh, oop, like I said, my I don't know why it's my computer's acting dumb. Yeah, this ain't this ain't no Ant Man and the Wasp type um, reviews right here. It's uh, saying all kinds of good stuff. The Creed series continues to be a more interesting examination of class cast cased in uh, American uh, mediocrity than the Rocky films ever were, all within the bounds of crunchy, buttery popcorn cinema. Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors face off in a boxing story told with style, taste, and respect for the audience. No Rocky, no problem. Even though, hey, you know, let's, let's face it. Sylvester, this would not be possible without Sylvester Stallone. I, I do kind of hate the fact that people are like, "Dad, you don't need, you don't need Sylvester Stallone." It's like the mother, the guy wrote the script, almost sold it for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Decided not to do it because he wanted to star in it, and then look at what happened. So you know, and then of course, when it came to producers and all this stuff that's happening now, that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why Sylvester Stallone's not in it. I don't know the logistics, but. You know, let's not throw shade at good old Sly. 
Given the gloves of Michael B. Jordan, both in front uh, of the and behind of the camera, leads to satisfying results and in a year of great Jonathan Majors performances. Creed 3 works as well as it needs to, and for the umpteenth film in a franchise, that's more than enough. In the end, every theme finds a physical mirror in the ring. The drama of life, right? Right, with uh, large and left hooks, and nobody gets the to retire from that. Probably the first Creed or Rocky movie that would have benefited from a therapy montage, but Creed Three still knows how to play undying, uh, play to the undying franchise's greatest hits. So just a lot of positivity going on right there. And then heading into the box office, it says Creed Three box office headed for a Rocky franchise best opening weekend, which is good. That's good right there. So where are we sitting at now for Creed's uh, release date? Uh, around the corner, the first box office projections have surfaced per deadline. Creed 3 is headed for an opening weekend in the $38 million domestic and $40 million range. If Creed 3 opens to anything above $35.5 million, it would be a record high debut for the Rocky franchise. So looking good. Looking good. I'm seeing it tomorrow at 7, sadly. 7 o'clock was the, uh, I was like hoping it'd be earlier. I was hoping, you know, I don't like it. You know, I, I have a bedtime, guys. No, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be seeing it tomorrow at that time. But yeah, so it's looking to be a franchise winner. We'll see what happens. And I know like Michael B. Jordan wants to like expand the universe, doing spinoffs and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I mean, I guess they could, but. Yeah, I mean, one of these times you're going to have to bring Sly back, I guess, right? I don't know. There's that whole thing, but now it's looking good. I can't wait for it. I kept hearing that people were like mesmerized by the fighting style because I guess it takes heavily from some anime stuff, which I thought interesting. I'm not a big anime guy, but I'm kind of curious to what it looks like because the trailers really haven't shown much when it came to you know, them just like throwing punches. I'm like, are we going to see like, are we going to see like slow motion punches with like, like fire at the end of their gloves? And there's like the crazy background that's just moving really, really fast. I don't know, but I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out, but looking forward to it. Definitely, definitely looking forward to it because I've loved, uh, I I'm loving the, uh, the Creed franchise. So, all right. Who watched Mando Mando? Who watched Mando? Anybody? Are we all excited that he's back? Finally? Nah? All right, so I watched the season premiere. Felt short. Felt short, I will say. I I was like, this feels kind of short. Kind of was. Obviously, the last time we saw, um, you know, Mando and Grogu, I guess, was what? Or last time we saw Mando was like, what, Book of Boba Fett? Trying to, you know, and we know that Grogu was with Luke for a little bit. Apparently, according to John Favreau, it's been a couple of years, which they, of course, have to do a little bit of a time jump. But uh, naturally, he got him back. Um, yeah, this is the way. Yeah. You haven't watched season two yet? Yeah. Well, I mean, and then when it came to this one, it's like, all right. Again, it's like the only thing I'm like going is like, can we get something different? And it, it's funny, too, because even even like one of the characters in this episode kind of points out like, here are again, you and the little guy, you're protecting the little guy. What the heck, you know? And with this season premiere, it's like, yeah, it had some good action, like this opening sequence when it came to the to the Mandalorian, because obviously that world was destroyed. And so they're at this other place and they're kind of doing like a whole ritual thing of a young kid. And then all of a sudden this big, huge alligator thing just comes out and then of course have to take it on. It's like a cruel, it's a cool opening sequence. It definitely is. There's some cool things. You could tell that the scope, you could tell that there's more money, more budget when it comes, when it's going to be coming to the season. But at the same time, I'm just kind of going like, all right, so is it just, just Mondo? Is just, just Mando like trying to get back on the good graces of being a Mandalorian? Because obviously they were like, you're disowned. You took your helmet off willingly which I'm just kind of going like, why wouldn't he take his helmet off willingly? I mean, that thing's got to stink. You got to wash it. What happens? Can they show that scene? Like when they wash their helmets. I mean, they don't just keep them on. They don't sleep with them on, right? So what's, mm, I guess they, if you're in your own quarters, you could do all that and you have to do all that. But anyways, you can't do it in public. That's what it is. You can't do it in public. There's rules. But uh, I was just kind of like, okay, Um, I'm, Cool. There they are again. Obviously, Grogu is cute as hell. Still doing, still tiny, still making the baby noises and still, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Um, 
And I'm just kind of wondering, like, I'm like, okay, where is this going to go? Because we see a character that we've seen before as well in the series. A couple characters, I should say. But it's just like, all right, so what exactly is going to be happening here? Is he just going to try to get back in the good graces to be a Mandalorian again? I mean, I guess that's part of it, but there's got to be other things too. So I'm just quite, I'm not quite sure exactly where the series is going yet with this first episode. Hopefully with the second episode, we'll get more of that. That's pretty much it. It's pretty much my review right there. Enjoyed it. Just not sure exactly where this season is going. And, you know, it's just going to be more of the same. I don't want it to be more of the same. I was worried about that when I saw the trailer. I'm like, it's just, just more of the same. I don't want it to be more of the same. We shall see. Uh, okay. Let's get to questions now. All right. Let me see here. Let me see what's going on on YouTube. See if anybody asks any questions over on YouTube. Swear to God, I don't know why my computer every now and then just wants to act like a little slower than usual. It's kind of dumb, but... You know, what could he do? Sometimes it acts lightning fast, and then it just gets a little laggy. Gets a little laggy. All right, Jonathan on YouTube says, who would you cast as DCU Batman and Robin? See, that's, I, haven't, I, I have to think about that, and I'll probably do a video, or, or I'll do a segment. I'll do a segment on, on, this, on this stream um, when I figure that out. I'll do, like, a top five. Best Lex Luthor asked... Is Crypto the flying dog or any talking animals in this one? I'm just in for the jokes. All right. He's in it for the jokes, folks. In it for the jokes. I was about to say, I was like, um, Ace was Batman's dog. But it's okay. All right. Let's see what's happening over on Twitter. Make sure there's no uh, craziness. Okay, we're good. Make sure there's no craziness. All right, so let's see here. Eric, got to say, Dave, Batfleck directing the DCU. Batman would uh, go a long way towards repairing bridges with the fandom that were burned by the reboot issue, provided, of course, uh, provided, of course, Batfleck has fully full authority over production. Well, I don't think he's going to take it without that. But then I doubt he'd, yeah, exactly. He would, he would definitely, if he didn't have full authority on it, then, uh, not full, but of course he's got to collaborate. You always got to collaborate. Uh, Draga, Dave, I think the new DCU Batman film should take inspiration from the DC AMU Batman films that include Son of Batman, Batman versus Robin and Batman Bad Blood. That trilogy explores Bruce and Damien. Yeah, and they probably will. And like I said, Deathstroke. Why not have some Deathstroke in there, you know? So, what well, you know, I mean there's yeah, plenty to plenty to go by. All good uh, animated films. Sir Manalo, Manolo, my casting for The Brave and the Bold, Nicholas Holt as Batman Bruce Wayne, and then uh, Javen Walton. Uh, I remember, yeah, I mean, well, you know, Nicholas Holt, he was like second in line to Robert Pattinson, apparently. And then, yeah, somebody brought up this kid because he's an actual like fighter and he's young and I'm talking and I was totally for it. I'm like, yes. They have to cast somebody right there. A sire. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, boy, Dave. First of all, I love you, man. Since the old days, want you to know this, right? But Batfleck, Dick Grayson as Batman creating Damian Robin while Batfleck is lost in the Speed Force like the comics. That's how I would do it. What do you think? Uh, but it's not going to have... I mean, it's going to be a different timeline, man. Keep up. Keep up. I know you hate James Gunn with a passion, but uh, I know you got that gun derangement syndrome, but you got to realize that it's not. I mean, eventually, yeah, maybe can have a bat flight come back if he's lost in time. But then we don't know if that ending got changed in the flash. Devon Wooter. Hello, Dave. Do you really believe that Fast and Furious 10 and 11 are really the last time movies of Saga or they're going to keep on going? I think they're going to do spinoffs. And do you think Vin Diesel should reboot Fast and Furious with a different cast? And happy birthday, Zack Snyder. 
I mean, I don't know how long they're going to try to squeeze the money out of that fucking franchise. Mr. Nobody, hey Dave, hope you're doing well. I'm sure you know about WBD apparently leasing DC characters to Netflix. Do you think this makes Snyderverse more likely to continue? No. Also, if it happens, fingers crossed, are you thinking miniseries? Six, six to eight episodes. It's not going to happen. Watch, watch, watch my, I did, I posted a film junkie shot from, from Monday's stream talking about the dead boy detectives, how they sold that to there. But it's like, it's the dead boy detectives. Nobody knows who the dead boy detectives are unless you've read the books. I didn't even know who the dead boy detectives are. They're not going to do that with Justice League IP. Stop it. Ryan, happy hump day, Dave. So good. So the good news, we have a trailer for Disney's new Haunted Mansion tomorrow. The bad news if it is as bad as Peter Pan and uh, Wendy, I didn't even watch that one. Pretty good cast. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch the Peter Pan one. I really did, and I was like, eh. I forgot to. Uh, Ishmael, the downfall of both Marvel and Warner Brothers Pictures continues. Yes, the downfall continues. Disgruntled fans. Disgruntled. That's the way it's always been. It's just funny. It's like the downfall, and I'm like, okay. Are they all going to be winners? Ant-Man, Quantumania, not a winner, but not a bomb. But, of course, there's people that, that will say it's a bomb, but it's not a bomb. It's going to be underperforming, sure. Of course, they want everything to be a billion dollars, but it's just like, come on, guys. Come on. The fall, we've seen this before in comic books. I mean, the comic books, when they always say that uh, DC and Marvel are going to be, you know, or... I mean, Marvel almost went bankrupt at one time, and then all of a sudden now they're like the biggest studio in the world. You just never know. Things just shift. Things just shift. So, it, you know, I just love it how there's like the, the nerd, nerd, nerd boys and girls beating their keyboards behind the thing going like, yep, it's all the downfall. And I'm like, well, I hope it's not. I hope that Warner Brothers uh, gets right back up to where they were before that, you know, the regimes, the past regimes fucked it all up. I hope they get back to where they were, whether it's going to be under Zaslav or if even if he passes it along to somebody else after paying off some debts. And you never know what could happen when it comes to all that. That could be a possibility. But I hope they do. I hope DC Studios is a success. A lot of people that don't want that. They don't want that because it's not what I want. Not what I want. I don't know. It's just getting crazier. I know there was like, uh, you know, people were also pa passing around. Um, passing around too, like that, you know, some of the fans are going to be suing, suing. They, there's an article, and again, it's clickbaity as hell that fans are going to be suing Warner Brothers for the whole Henry Cavill bit. And I saw that, I was like, no, they're not. People, there was tweets that were mentioning that Henry Cavill should sue, but I don't think there's going to be. And I saw people passing that around. I'm like, oh, read the article, read the article. It's just a clickbaity freaking article from some random art, some random website. Don't buy into everything. Don't buy into it to fit narratives, people. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of things up in the air when it comes to DC. And then when it even comes to, when it comes to Marvel, a lot of people are just kind of wondering. And I'm sure that they're, you know, when it came to Phase 4, <clears throat> they saw a lot of people not liking those movies and not liking phase four. I mean, that's the thing is Marvel's kind of rebuild is rebuilding themselves too, because after the infinity saga was done, it's like, what do you do next? You don't have your Tony Stark, your captain America, you have leftover characters. You don't have your black widow anymore. You have characters that are no longer there. You got guardians ending as well. All your heavy hitters are going away. So now you have to reinvent. So it's kind of fun to see. This is what I, this is where I'm at as a nerd boy is I am enjoying the fact that it's like, all right, now it's rebuilding. Marvel's rebuilding, but of course, they're still way up here. DC's rebuilding, and they're down here. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm just liking the fact that they're both kind of rebuilding in their own ways. You know, obviously a lot more work when it comes to DC, but even Marvel's rebuilding as well. So it's kind of, you know, is it going to work? Is it all going to work? No. It's not all supposed to work. You never know. I mean, you could have a uh, hit after hit after hit. Sure. But that's going to be quite the task when it comes to all this. So 
Yeah, fans are the worst. <laughs> I know. Marvel fatigue, but the thing is, like, again, general audience members do not even know the difference between DC and Marvel. They really don't. They really don't. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap this stream up. Like I said, members... Members only stream after this, so if you want to be a part of it, become a member, and you guys can pick my brain a little bit, see if I got some tea for you. And, uh, yeah, make sure you guys smash that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell, and, uh, you know, do all that, and uh, follow me on all the sock meds that are around me. And that's pretty much it. Uh, of course, look forward to my first reaction review of Creed 3 tomorrow, and then, of course, I'll see you guys on the Vodka stream on Friday, and uh, we'll see. We'll have some fun. Get a panel in, maybe a guest. Guess we'll find out. All right, guys, members. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Everybody else, I'll talk to you later.